0: to episode 191 of Brutal Battle. So we have a person here that you should have heard their voice before if you've been listening to all the episodes. It's been and I, a while. I hope you have. Um, he's someone that I've been meaning to get back in here and, you know, things happen, life happens, I forget things. <laughs> yeah. That happens, yeah. especially as I get older. Um, but it's Josh Rodriguez from Wineworld.
1: How we doing, guys? I'm from Wine World, and I am stoked to be here.
0: I'm stoked to have you here. To
1: drink beer and talk about beer.
0: Especially stoked to have you here, because you showed up with a gift. Yes. And that is our warm-up beer for this evening, and that is what? That is the Eclipse Imperial Stout 2014 Brewed with Honey. And I believe this is the Java Coffee version. Yes, sir. For people who don't, don't know 5050 uh, Brewing's Eclipse series, they're a bunch of um, imperial stouts that are done with honey, and then they're barrel-aged.
1: You did a um, lot of Elijah Craig's.
0: Yeah, so they did a yeah. lot of like Elijah Craig's. They did some Evan Williams, they did some Heaven Hills, Buffalo Trace, stuff like that. So each one, they don't say on the bottle which barrel they are, but they're um, color-coded by the wax on the top. So we have the dark
1: purple. Yes, yes. and, and yeah, to add to what he was saying, it does have a very aesthetic look. It's very beautiful look. Almost like upper echelon style bottle. Yep. Because of the waxing on it and then just Lavender. very simplistic simplistic writing on the on the front. It's very bold white letters. I do like that a lot. Looks classy. Yeah, it, it looks classy. It attracts my eye. So I let's like uh
0: let's break this uh this beer down before we get to our topic for today. Um so I mean it looks like an Imperial style, obviously. Oh, and by the way this is a twenty fourteen vintage. So this is about three year old beer. Um it looks like an Imperial style, obviously. Um, Not a ton of carbonation. That happens when you're three years old. Swirling it. Decent amount of legs on that sucker because it's, what, 14? Or no. 11.9% alcohol.
1: So definitely carbonation is not fully active. Mm -hmm. But I do say it it is apparent. There is a light bit of carbonation going on for me.
0: And when I opened it up, um, I opened it up ahead of time because of the wax. Because I didn't want to have to be struggling with... Getting the wax taken care of on podcasts, does a suck. pain yeah. in the ass. Um, but when I took, how did you do it?
1: Did you cut it, dude? Off.
0: No, actually the um, the bottle opener that we have right now is this real weird looking one where it's like a piece of wood with like a bent nail.
1: I just seen it. Yeah, and so
0: I just worked the nail head right into the wax I and was able to just pop it, it was right a up. Mold
1: when I grabbed it <laughs> <laughs> cuz i mean it clearly looked like that, nah. and i was like yes nah. so now i know what purpose it serves yeah yes.
0: no and it actually i just finding out tonight it is great for cutting through wax and just popping that cap yeah, right I mean, off one so of those. that's nice um so yeah but when i pop that off uh there's a lot of carbonation that just came right out so it's in there it's in there it happens so let's smell this what do you what do you mainly get off it so Ooh. off the rip i got honey
1: that was Your the first thoughts, smell man. i got And then I definitely get sherry. Yeah. And and that sherry is definitely from oxidization. And me and you discussed this the other day. uh, What might smell like one thing to you, your descriptive word can be totally different than mine. And for me, sherry definitely smells and tastes of Twizzlers. And I'm just like fresh strawberry Twizzlers. And I'm not saying this tastes like strawberry by any means. But it does taste like strawberry Twizzlers.
0: You know, it's funny that you were saying that because I was... When I was initially smelling, I was like, it smells like Twizzlers. I definitely thought that. And it even smells like it has that waxiness that Twizzlers have as well. But there's definitely a ton of alcohol that's perceptible in the nose. It kind of stings my nostrils. The bourbon is there.
1: The bourbon is apparent. But I don't think the bourbon is fusel. And I've had these. Yeah, it's not terrible. I've had these like brand new. There is a warming effect. Oh, and that's what I mean by like fusel, like it burns, and, and you know what I mean. It's a nice, good burn, especially like something like Elijah Craig. I don't know how many people actually drink bourbon. That listen, I love bourbon, and most bourbons have a nice burn, but Elijah Craig to me goes a little bit over the top. Like it, it has a little too much burn.
0: So, I also did smell a little bit of a chocolate on the very end,
1: cocoa nibs all the way. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Now tasting it. I'll give you first crack at the taste. Get a lot of that sherry, though. I will say I definitely
1: get sherry, but before I got sherry, I got sherry more in the later part of my palate. Mm -hmm. Principally, I get rich chocolate.
0: Yeah, like dark. Dark, rich chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. And that honey. That That honey is there.
1: Yeah, it definitely is there. So uh, I guess what we're saying about this beer, that this beer is quite layered. It is. You know, and I I always look for that in a beer. Something that is just more than one dimension. You know, there's several different dimensions to the flavor of this beer. And it's really, really good. I definitely
0: get like a nice coffee roast on the end of each sip too.
1: I more so get what I perceive as more roasted chocolate. You know, like that chocolate bitterness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And not only was it rich chocolate, but it's rich roasted chocolate, you know? And, and maybe that can, like I said, we can see different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I but yeah, that can definitely, it's definitely roasted in some manner <laughs>
0: <It's> <laughs> or sweet, another. Sweet, dry, chocolatey. It is dry because my teeth are dry. It's, it's very dry. It is
1: definitely dry. I didn't notice that.
0: It almost makes your mouth feel a little chalky.
1: Yeah, I usually get it on my
0: teeth, but that's tasty.
1: It's very tasty. It's been a
0: while since I've had an Eclipse beer. The last one I have had was four the Four Roses one. Yeah, um, like two years ago, maybe. Very good. What very would
1: good. you pair with this, as far as food goes?
0: I'm not giant on being able to do pairings, but I once okay. One time when I was at uh, in DC, we went to the Native American Smithsonian. Okay, and they had some coffee rubbed um, brisket, and I Dude, feel like that was my choice. A coffee rub brisket <laughs> with this would be very. I was nice.
1: going to say a honey
0: glazed brisket. Sure, but yes, yeah, yeah, you hit it on there. Yeah, coffee can. rub on meat is actually really awesome. Well, it was
1: funny because we were talking about chili earlier.
0: Yes, we and I
1: threw chocolate in my chili. I threw chocolate powder. In my chili, and hmm. it was phenomenal.
0: That's cool. That's awesome. Cool. So we'll keep sipping on this beer. Thank you very much once enough, again for the it. Absolutely. Very nice. Uh, and warming. Yeah, <laughs> I already feel it in my chest. <laughs> it is like, warming, dude. Ah, it's like my heart's yeah, growing cool. a few sizes, like the green. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's go to our topic. Josh, you had a topic you wanted to talk about. All I know is, and I'm gonna let you take the lead on it because. Um, I'll then formulate ideas as you start talking about it. Uh, you That's were saying fair. something about craft beer versus not craft beer. And, so go ahead.
1: And more so what the general public perceives as craft beer versus what's not craft beer. Because obviously now there is standards. There, there are written guidelines by the Brewers Association. Yeah, And I don't totally agree with them.
0: Lot, well, that's a lot of people, too. Like, I,
1: yeah. I, totally, I don't totally agree with them. to be honest with you. I do remember two years ago when I took the Cicerone exam for the first time. And it was the only written test I took. I took two tastings, but whatever. One of the questions are, what, do you, what is craft beer? And, you know, from the curriculum or the uh, guidelines that they give you to study, the syllabus, in their syllabus, you yeah. know, the way they defined it was that using traditional brewing methods and non, how do we put it, you know, just higher quality ingredients, you know, yeah. using corn and rice and such things like that, you know, like it's, it's a craftier thing, something that, yeah. you know, you put your heart and love into, you know. So I don't know how old, and I want to specify on this, I don't know how old the Brewers Association's guidelines are And how long
0: they've been out I know they get updated from time to time But it usually has to do with like They'll tweak a category heat For like a style here and there Like it's not wholesale changes all the time So it's just like Update as they go over the years So they
1: clearly agree with me to an extent But then they added on The whole independently owned thing Mm -hmm. And then it's contingent On how many barrels you make, Right and my argument with that is, you know, right now, if we were to blindly taste Ballast Point's best beer Calm and put before it with the storm, cool, that's a cool. great beer, great beer, awesome beer, great beer. Yes, it is. It's is an awesome stout, and we're drinking stouts. So, if we were to pair, you know, put that with another beer, and we were blindly drinking them, could we discern the fact that it is no longer considered a craft beer? No, you, you couldn't. Right. I couldn't sit here and tell you, well, you know, yes, this is not craft anymore. You know what? Because it is using traditional brewing methods, and it definitely has quality ingredients. You know, I, I, I just, and a lot of people on a lot of the Facebook sites that I frequent, if you post a ballast point picture, they go up in arms. They're just like, oh my God, this is for craft beer only. Right, Guys, they started craft beer. And I wouldn't say they started it, but you know, they had a good push in craft beer. Yeah.
0: So so you're basically saying that you would like to to keep it keep it separated from
1: I don't think business should have I, anything to do with it. Right,
0: saying who owns it shouldn't yes. matter. It's should be shouldn't what the have, product yeah, is. It
1: shouldn't have anything it. to do with it. You know, I for example, I have a friend who I just invited to work with me and he's starting to work with me. And beforehand he had his own concept about craft beer. Mm. And then when he started working and doing craft beer, then you understand there's a business side to it too. You know, and I know a lot of people don't care about that, but there are people in the world that are so excited about beer. They want to make that their work life.
0: Did you? And to me, That's you. That's <laughs> me. And there's
1: nothing wrong with that. You know, and these brewers, they got bills to pay. You yeah. know, I cannot get mad at them for wanting to do more. And the last thing I would like to add is in particular, so, if something is owned by a big company, Morkat. the Duval. Yeah, Duval, Morgat. Dude, they own a lot of stuff.
0: Well, they own, in the United States, where well, they own Firestone, Walker, Boulevard, Omagong.
1: Yes, and you're trying to tell me those cats are not, and they're considered.
0: Still considered crafting.
1: They're craft still considered crafting, but they're owned. They're not independently owned anymore, and I don't understand that one either.
0: And it's interesting to point out they are Belgian-owned. Which a lot of people throw in people's faces about, you know, like an Elysian or a Goose Island saying, oh, well, that's not even American-owned, that's Belgian-owned. But then they'll go and drink Firestone As- Walker. Absolutely. So it's
1: owned by Duval.
0: And actually, am that's me, by the way. Like, I just described myself. <laughs> so I'm calling myself <laughs> I'm glad. To I'm, do that I'm glad,
1: you know. <laughs> uh, what else do you have? you got Van Steenberg. They own Triple Caramel League. I mean, that thing scores like 96 on BeerAdvocate.com. You know, it's like 4.35 now because they changed their scoring system. But still, I mean, that is an elite triple. You know, and you would venture to say if you followed those guidelines that that is not craft beer. I would debate that all day with you. Three grains, a well-cultured yeast, a, a, a brewing process that probably can't get replicated. I mean, that's a phenomenal beer.
0: So do you see any value, though, to to um, labeling breweries as independent? I mean, go, leaving craft and saying, you know, yes, uh, breweries like, um, you know, Burley Oak around us or Union or Heavy Seas or, you know, Pipeworks or whoever is a craft Brewery just le- just like Elysian's a craft brewery and Firestone Walker is and all of them, and letting everyone get in on craft on the craft name because of what they're putting out, being quality, but then take it further and say these are all craft, but then these are all independent craft, because I think that's kind of what they're trying to do. Like I think. I think initially they used craft to differentiate themselves from the bigger guys. And that's fair. To say, we are craft. And then... Well,
1: initially I think it was micro and macro.
0: Yes, it was. And then it evolved into craft. Then it evolved into craft. And we've got this situation of just moving terminology. Because then, once we got to craft, the bigger guys ended up figuring out, well, craft, by definition, can be used by us too. Yes. And you can't really dispute that. So that started happening. So I think that, you know, like the, the Brewers Association is looking for that next step to say, how do we move again and yeah. differentiate ourselves? And, and I
1: think, you know, the main thing to speak about both sides of my argument, because I can't only talk about how I feel. I can imagine how people see this as well. I would say the negative thing would be about InBev.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, and, you know, I think they use these terms to keep away from things or tactics that InBev is employed. Yeah, like trying to dramatically lower the prices of craft beer,
0: right? You yeah, know,
1: which, which, just be honest, is poison yeah, to the culture.
0: Let's, yeah, let's just say shitty business practices. Yes, I mean, you good, know. good for them to make more money and get more market share, but and I imagine you know, that's bad their, for actual industry.
1: I imagine that's their tool to, to defend against that. But I, I just, try and squash I, I just companies. think there's, you know, I think there's better ways than just. Not labeling Ballast Point as you know, not craft anymore.
0: Right. You know. I, I, mean, I hear you. That's just me personally. You I know. I understand that,
1: and, and, I, and I imagine there's people who will, obviously, not agree. <laughs>
0: so I, I actually have the entire time considered you know a place like Ballast Point or Founders even, or you know, like we were talking about Firestone Walker, like still. Think of them as craft. I've always thought of them as craft because I've known about the, the differentiation, not having to do really anything yeah. with who owns it, because craft is by definition, you know, can't be split up that way. Yeah. Um. But I do, you know, intentionally try not to purchase those types of brands. But I, and you that's know, fair. I'm that's a little hypocritical fair. because there. there are the situations where I'm kind of like, well, I don't really mind buying Firestone Walker because I don't have any. Ill feelings towards Duvel Mortgod. And that's mainly because I haven't seen them do anything malicious or know of them doing anything malicious, whereas ABM Bev, now Miller Coors, all that. I have experienced them doing some very malicious malicious
1: stuff. I mean, they're
0: currently doing it.
1: They're doing some malicious
0: stuff. But way back, and I know I've said it on the podcast, when they tried to kill Dogfish Head with litigation. Yes, that's terrible. You know, like, I don't forget those things, and for that reason, I don't want to touch those products. Yeah. And for me, that's just because I don't feel right giving my money to those people. And that's fair. But... If other people want to do that and that stuff doesn't really bother you, that's fine. But you I don't know... Call, I, I don't think you're shitty for that. Yeah. Like, it's just your... Opinion. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, I definitely feel Mortgat is a little bit different, but I, I'm, I'm transparent on what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, definitely yeah. transparent on what you're putting down. I just feel like Mortgat is not in bad. Mm-hmm. They, the, they are poison. They are yeah. pretty poison.
0: Although, when are we going to see these collaborations? Because when those... When those purchases happened, I remember saying on this podcast, okay, now that they're accruing these these um, breweries in the U.S. that were good breweries, where are the collaborations going to happen? You know, like fi- a, a triple collaboration of Omagong Boulevard, and Firestone Walker?
1: It would be awesome. What would that be? That would be would awesome, dude.
0: I'd love to see them do like a nice like Berliner Weiss.
1: But would that be the equivalent of having like five All-Stars on the same basketball team?
0: Maybe. And, and,
1: and, you know what I mean? You know, be. you've seen a lot of basketball teams fail because of that. Because yeah. there's just too many stars. You know, not to cross yeah. over to a sports conversation, but would that be the equivalent? Or there's just too many, you know, well-known known brewers.
0: Yeah, per se, that, you know, that happens anyway. It you does. know, like there, there are there are heavy hitters who get together all the time and and collaborate on stuff.
1: I've found more and more breweries that I attend to. It is not typically grand like that. I'm kind of going mm-hmm. to, like, go against what I just said. Okay. For example, I was just at Key this morning. Uh-huh. And I was asking in the Dundalk, owner. In Dundalk, Maryland. In Dundalk, Maryland. asking the owner, because he is brewing a beer on premise, for Stillwater.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: And I was like, dude, how's that work? I mean, what's the <laughs> dynamics of that? It, and it, I was very surprised that the way it works is the guy who owns Stillwater drops off a blueprint, and he says, this is what I want. Now it's up to the brewers at keep just to execute it. Yeah, and and you know it is not as much of a collaboration as you one would think.
0: Yeah, it's it's more. Do you want some of my money?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Then brew this beer. Yes,
1: <laughs> and, and it was the same thing with Duke Law and uh, the Adroit Theory collabo I see. Okay. You know, I I you would think a monster. I I believe I like Adroit Theory a lot. Mm-hmm. a Monster like them, they would actually have more of a hand in that brewing that was all ducal them cats really? grabbed a couple bags dumped a couple of malts mm-hmm. and that was it and one of the one of the main points that the guy from key had told me was you got to think about it like this you go to somebody else's brewery you do not know their equipment
0: they yeah that's actually a good point that i feel like a lot of people don't Think about. You do not know. I definitely don't talk about. Yeah.
1: I mean, some people have automated systems. Some people have some, you know, makeshift equipment that they just blotch together. You don't know yeah. this equipment. You don't yeah. know really how That's to operate point. this stuff. You know, maybe you can comment on the recipe, but actually, you know, brewing is, is a whole different thing. It was very interesting.
0: Which then makes me think even further, because I always question this. With the beer camp packs from Sierra Nevada, what are those collaborations like? You know, like how I do, do yeah. they just like? I think
1: it's just what I said, dude. Do they're do dropping like a, off blueprints. Dude. Yeah,
0: do they do just like a teleconference or something and be That's like, it. "What type we're of? we putting your name
1: on here? a bottle, bro."
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's it's different. I know when they're doing just collaboration with one other one. When I was my the hamster on the wheel in my head was going really crazy was when they were doing those teams. Uh, I think two years ago, yeah. or two packs ago, where. It was, like, six breweries on each team, and they had, like, a lead brewery. And I was just like, how is that working?
1: Shame on me. I really never drank any of those.
0: Any of the beer camp stuff? No, I'm so sorry. <sighs> okay, and and first, I
1: get that reaction from First of all, it's
0: a lot of fun. I know. Just because know. of all the different stuff. I know. And second of all, you get some real gems in there, honestly. Yeah. And you
1: that's just, why I, that's why I started Shame on Me. I, I, mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that I should be drinking it. I just, I don't know. I, I, I never... Especially because of the store we're at, we grab singles, dude. Yeah, It comes in a pack. Yeah. I, I, don't I know it was the last time I bought a six pack. You know what I mean?
0: Well, and that and that's one of the things is uh, we we tried doing some episodes on this podcast called Pack Attack, okay? Because I wanted to push that you know people shouldn't forget that there are like twelve packs of beer out there and They're there's awesome. some nice mixed packs, some good stuff that you can just buy. But <laughs> I think we might be discontinuing that because. They don't sell very well. So when Rebecca's going to find them, she's like... They're old? Yes, they're old, and a lot of them have hoppy beers in them. So yeah. she's like, I can't find any yeah. that don't have an old hoppy beer yeah. in them, and I'm not yeah. getting that. And I'm just like, ah, it just kind of sucks. So maybe those yeah. they're just dying.
1: I think that's dying, and uh, we discussed this the other day. 22-ounce yeah. IPAs are definitely dead. And uh, guys, I don't know where you're yeah. listening from. I'm just... Here in Hartford County,
0: <laughs> Hartford County, Maryland,
1: they are dead. Like, you know, they one should not. They don't move. They don't move, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually,
0: that'll parlay into. I kind of want to talk about bottle formats. Okay. Uh, in the next episode. So, awesome. did you have any closing statements on this No before? sir. All right. In which case, we're gonna jump into these mystery beers, and Let's I know it's it. been a little bit for you. Yeah. So. Let's do this. I hope you're feeling on point today.
1: A is on my left. Am I correct?
0: Yes. A is on your left. So A is very interesting to me. Sorry the lighting's a little low ish. Uh it's pink. It's like very pink. I
1: was gonna say like rhubarb. And we were talking about that earlier.
0: It looks like pink grapefruit to me. Yeah, it's, it's like the strawberry juice, the rhubarb, juice, rhubarb color to me. The juice of pink grapefruit, and there's a bunch of white there's stuff. There's
1: a lot of sediment in the bottom. Yeah,
0: a bunch of white stuff floating around. There's a little bit of head around the edges like super mm, fine bubbles. Nice but smell, Let's Smell it. Oh my gosh, this smells so good. I smell bread. Bright. It smells very berry. <sighs>
1: raspberry? I don't know, I get musked, dude. I'm like smelling yeast.
0: Yeah, there's a little funkiness in there's there. Some,
1: that's what I'm picking up on that funk,
0: dude. It's funkiness, but I feel like the fruit is raspberry. Maybe some blackberry. Raspberry, blackberry, but definitely berry notes in there. There's always some fruit smells tart it doesn't smell sour it smells tart and it smells really light as well
1: yeah i'm getting good amount of
0: funk oh god it smells really nice when i first smelled that i just my initial thought was like just vibrant fruit yeah and then that tartness actually the nose of this reminds me a little bit of smog city snugglebug which was a sour blonde, I believe, with blackberries yeah. and raspberries. And that was amazing. I get
1: light notes of funk, which, if I was to specify more, it's more farmy. Okay. Just like a very light farm uh, nuance and a bit of fruit. I'm not particularly sure what fruit I'm smelling, but yeah. It's definitely a yeast-derived aroma that I'm getting.
0: Yeah. I'm going to taste this. Yes, It go in. really... Up my alley and nice. It's dry. It's very dry. Lighter than I thought it was going to be on flavor.
1: Very light on flavor. But then again, you just drink 11% Imperial Bourbon Barrel H Stout.
0: (laughs) Accurate. Actually, with the drying quality and how light the fruit character is on it, it kind of drinks like a wine.
1: It like is, a sparkling
0: wine. Maybe it, is a very,
1: it is light on vinous properties. I I wouldn't say it has a, a large amount of, of venosity. It is not the most vinous thing I've had, but yes, it does have some wine property to it.
0: I think I can taste this. It is kind of like, now that I'm tasting it, it's a little more like almost nondescript berry.
1: Do you get like a light pepper? Let
0: me try. No. I can't get that. But it does taste a little like strawberry pop rocks.
1: I just got... <laughs> just definitely got strawberry. There's definitely some strawberry going on there. Now, so typically, dry, with, typically with this style of beer, I would wonder that... I would think you would get a certain amount of acidity. You know what I mean? It, it's not too ascetic.
0: Okay. It is dry. So... I have a question for you. Yeah, have you ever had those uh, candies called like Zots? No. Okay. So, or or any candy that has kind of that white powder in the middle that when you get to it it fizzes. So this tastes like like a um, like some sort of berry candy with that fizz.
1: Definitely just because
0: when that. the fizz comes out, it gives like this kind of low grade bitterness to it. But it tastes like a liquefied version of something. Definitely like get the sauce. bitterness
1: on the back. It's like strawberry rocks. You're you're hitting it on the on the button. I like it, but I'm getting like low, really low notes of just like peppery yeast. Like they, I I I I'm gonna on a lemon say there's some type of wild yeast in this. You know, there's some P O F yeast like phenolic all-flavored yeast in here okay you know what I mean I'm not going to say what strand they use of course I, I don't know right. but yeah it, it, this is an attempt at some type of low-grade sour
0: I think that if the if it wasn't as dry as it is you would get a lot more of the fruit because for me I get a good hit of fruit immediately and then it's it's carried off my palate by the dryness.
1: I want to guess that it was aged in a barrel, too. Like I said, it touched some wood.
0: I could see that. This is a easy... It's and an it's easy just, drink. It's just got a little tartness to it. Yeah, though. it's an easy drink. Yeah, Like a wheat. Do you like it? I do. I don't love it. I like the nose a lot more than I like the flavor, but that happens with beer all the time. Um, I like it, though. It's good. I can drink it. Yeah.
1: I can definitely drink it. Right. It'd be good warmer. I'm
0: going to leave that one to the side. Think sure. about a number rating on that. Meanwhile, we have what looks like some sort of IPA. It's very orange, very slight haziness to it. Little, little bit of head on the top. Let's smell it. Hmm. Oh, cool. smells <sighs> very citrusy. Sounds super citrusy. orangey. Slight dank yeah dank hoppiness and get some of that bitterness i get a little bit of that kind of like a citrus candy smarties smell that i tend to get from some hoppy beers i get that from trogues a lot though
1: (sighs) a lot of orange a lot of orange smells like what used to be really really fresh hops
0: yeah a lot of orange i think maybe a little apricot underneath the orange yeah. Very citrus. Totally citrus. Yeah. It, I don't get
1: like, too much apricot. But damn if I don't taste it.
0: Yeah. Mmm. That tastes like so much apricot, actually. There's a lot of apricot in that. Damn if I don't taste it. Yeah. Mixed with a little bit of the orange that we were talking about, it's like orange apricot. There's not a ton of bitterness.
1: I was going to say a dash
0: of oats. Okay. It's a little oaty. The body is more than I thought it would be. It has a body of an Imperial Stout, but it doesn't taste like an Imperial Stout. Like, the bitterness is lower. The ABV does not seem to be I will Imperial give you, Stout level.
1: I will give you creaminess. It has a creamier body than what would think for the flavor profile I agree that with we've that. discussed. I agree with that. I wouldn't say it's utterly heavy like an Imperial Stout, but it does have a creaminess. And then again, I did say I do taste a dash of oats. Oats will make something creamy. Yeah. Nice it's, little spice on the end from the hops. Yes. A little hoppy spice. Definitely.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Carbonation is not...
0: Slight cool earthiness there. hitting on the end as Definitely well. Definitely a slight earthiness, yeah. That's... I like that. That's a nice... That's a nice hoppy beer, man. hmm I like that. I like a lot of... Ap- how much apricot there is in that. I feel like there are a lot of IPAs nowadays that... Are mainly going for the tropical citrus notes, and not a whole lot of IPAs that are going for like pine notes and apricot. Notes. Well, I
1: think it has a lot to do with availability too. Well, like yeah, what's available to brewers? Yeah, know? I mean, you have Australian and New Zealand, New Zealand hop companies flooding the market because they know that we have pretty much murdered most of our indigenous hops. You know, we've used a lot. I yeah. mean, we've been slamming IPAs for a long time, and people it's love true. them. So, you know, I, I a lot of people, you know, it was funny because I was talking to a brewer the other day and he does some contracting for an Australian brewer. And he was like, those guys for their boils use straight up like Galaxy and all the expensive stuff where we, we only dry hop with it.
0: Yeah. So if you go back to beer A um, after having beer B, you get more fruit. You definitely get more fruit in that. Different kind of fruit, yeah.
1: But yes, absolutely. But then again, this is more of a voluptuous beer,
0: period. Well, I'm (laughs) saying the the first beer tastes better after having beer B.
1: I don't have much left of the first beer. Try it, though. (laughs)
0: Because the fruit's amplified.
1: And the tartness Definitely amplified yep, too.
0: Exactly. Well, that, which there's still not much. But
1: is that because so the, well. the residual flavor from two is contrasting with the flavor from one? Yeah, I and, think so. You know, and, 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 it's showing more of a difference on your yes, palate. That's that's definitely what's happening. Control. It's waking it up.
0: Yep, I agree with that. Cool. So uh, recap of the rating system: it's out of ten, no halves. Um, you can you know give it whatever number you feel. Rebecca usually goes off on her own and does whatever she wants. Um, The way I typically do it just for my personal taste is a beer that I'm just like, eh, it's a beer, is a two. A beer that I'm just like, that's a a pretty good beer, is a four. So it doesn't seem right out of the scale of ten, but that's kind of how it's been. But you can do whatever you feel. Um, Rebecca usually does. She's like, I feel this. I'll do this. Which is good. Everyone, you have your own tastes. You have your own... I'll so, try
1: to spread how good I think the beer is across makes sense. the uh, number scale that I have, like from 1 to 10. Where mm-hmm. where would it lay in between 1 to 10 how good
0: I actually think it is? Yeah. You want me to take the lead? Oh, uh, yeah. I'll follow your lead. So, honestly, I like both of these beers at a 4. Okay, fair enough. Like them both at a 4.
1: I would definitely give number one a four.
0: Number one a four
1: for Josh. Yeah, and a. number two will definitely get a five. All right. Five for B. Yeah.
0: So overall winner is B with a 4.5. And A is not really a loser because it's only 0. 0.5 below that at a four. Do so, we get to
1: find out what there are now. Are uh, we for?
0: certainly are. So Holy smokes! going to reveal A first. Uh, awesome. A overall four is. It's in a can. It is. What the f- Antietam Brewery Maryland Raspberry Ale Ale brewed with raspberry It's called Otto's Orchard Antietam Brewery out of Hagerstown, Maryland Can can I see that real quick? I I didn't even know Antietam Brewery existed I'm sorry But I like that beer actually They're pretty cool And I gotta shout out to myself I got that raspberry
1: Yes you did But Their farmhouse and barn
0: There you go It is a farmhouse. So you were picking up on the yeast. I was definitely reading that yeast, dude. I was picking up on the fruit. Yes. uh, That yeast was screaming to me. Good teamwork.
1: It definitely says farmhouse on it. Oh, what's the,
0: you see the ABV on that? I'm Uh, sure it's like crazy low, if it's even listed. It's low. It's got to be like 4.2 or something like that.
1: I do not see it. Okay.
0: It might not be there. I mean, a lot of these super low ones, they don't even put it on. Oh, 6.5.
1: 6.5. And I would like to say, Six I higher. definitely met that gentleman who uh, brews their beer. Really humble, nice guy.
0: Okay. Well, if you see him again, you can let him know that Brutal Battle Podcast said that's yeah. a pretty pretty solid beer. Yeah. Well, let's see what uh, the winner, beer B with an overall 4.5, is. Another one in a can. Monument oh, City. Monument City Brewing's Battle IPA. They're out of Baltimore, Maryland, and it's 7.5% alcohol by volume um let me see if they have they say there are floral and piney hop notes well there's also a lot of citrus too dude like apricot i was trying to see oh they do they have the malts and the hops and everything listed which is great i love that so the malts they used american two row caramel and victory the hops cascade centennial columbus the, Z, the C hops, and I do, the IBUs are 70. I
1: do taste a little caramel now, as you said
0: yeah. that. That's cool. I like uh, when breweries put the hop varieties. I'm not as much into uh, differentiating different malts, but I am with hops. So when they list the hops, I like to be able to see that and be like, oh, I do feel like I could pick out that particular I hop. I think it's
1: this. awesome when they just put the recipe out there.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like
1: I mean, let's be honest. If I went and I took that information off that can, I would not be able to brew this beer the way you brewed it. Yeah. I need to know your percentages. I need to know your times, you you know, your rest. It, it's just too much information. So why not just put it all out there? It's Agreed. cool to, you know, like, oh, yeah, I, like you said I do taste that. That is awesome.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, cool. Um, we're going to wrap this episode up, and then we're going to, I mean, this is a recording session, so we're then going to go to our next episode, where we'll talk about the bottle formats, and I have some other stuff I want to throw in with that. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to continue to sip on these beers Antietam and Monument City. Yeah. Good jobs, you guys. Uh, you guys are super close to each other, too. So, anyway, until next time, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Josh, for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yes. And until next time, keep it brutal. I feel
1: so-